Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some whiskey, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 43rd official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the James Webb Space Telescope, we have an update on the cigar industry's case against the FDA, and we find that a pro tennis player could really use a cigar, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair Johnny Walker Double Black with Foundations the Tabernacle Maduro in Robusto. Our first Foundation cigar on the pod tonight, the Tabernacle in Robusto. This thing is quite possibly the darkest cigar I've ever 
held in my hand. Well, don't forget the God. League of Nine that you had. Jumping to all kinds of conclusions I think, right out of the gate, <laughs> making these definitive <laughs> statements, you know, by ever, ever had, darkest ever. Come on. I do think oh, it is. Relax. And I think it's darker than the Liga. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was picking these up at the B&M. It's right there. I, think, I was very surprised. I think it's I right think there. I think they're about the same. Yeah. Really? What? Now, the Liga Nine had a more glistening finish to it that's this, true yeah this is a bit drier on the on the wrapper yeah, it's a toothier wrapper yeah but beautiful beautiful this is a beautiful cigar it's a yeah. nice cigar let's not get in the weeds right away with the definitive <laughs> statements and start picking that <laughs> apart i mean in fairness it, it, it's it's a pretty badass looking cigar it, it is, is a badass, badass. Like, hey no doubt it's Dude. like the super dark wrapper this gold yeah. kind of edging around it and some guy that looks like a sure. king on there i mean yeah what is that guy yeah He's a weird dude, man. Right out of the... Uh, what is that guy? Gurkha style of... Uh, is that a brand beard? Yeah. Oh, wait. That's a profile shot. My yeah. eyes yeah. are shot. But I think he's got a beard. He's got a beard for sure. He's got a big old crown on. Hmm. There's some embossing here. Some fancy embossing. The label's very nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a grayscale label with gold foil detail on it. Really, really nice. Mm. Yeah, that's the lean Nicaragua. Is that what it says? Yep. I can't see. We it. like our Nicaraguans. Yeah, the magnifying glass does help. Uh, it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cut this thing, boys. See what we're getting on the cold draw, on the wrapper. Oh, the wrapper, kind of nice. I know you guys said barnyard earlier. Yeah, yeah. it's slightly equestrian. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you dive into that? <laughs> no, hey, listen, I think we should dumb. just call it Cuban cigar. Young two-year-old filly from behind, <laughs> the damn wind. <laughs> I like the cold draw. A like lot. a you know a female, yeah. a female horse. Okay. Nice you cold know. draw. Really nice cold draw. Yeah. Different. A little raisin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little yeah. Definitely dried, raisin. Like a dried fruit. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Perfect. A little draw. bit of fig. Oh yeah. 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 Not unexpected, right? From. Right. Have you guys had this? I've never had this cigar. Pagoda has, right? Yeah, a lot. Uh, this was uh, really my go-to cigar years ago. Uh, I used to smoke a lot of Nat Sherman. A buddy of mine, Josh Tinch, introduced me to it and um, just loved it, you know, and uh, became my go-to cigar. I've never, had a, uh, I've never had a Tabernacle before, so I'm really looking forward to this. How much are these? 11 bucks. Wow, that's a deal. Yeah, yeah. A good it price. was a good price. Nice. And so that was at a B&M, so online I think they're probably even cheaper. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. open your mind. I'm opening my mind yeah. to, to new stuff because, you know. We're happy to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> I like this Puba. It's yeah, not even a new year. Kindler, gentler Puba. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? So we haven't let it yet. We haven't let it yet. We'll see. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not the harshest critic. We got Senator oh. over here who's a, who's a fucking ball buster. Silver tongue, baby. I think I've seen <laughs> one of the nicest when it comes to the ratings. Have you? I think so. Yeah, I guess you're pretty, you know, yeah, you are a whore. In terms of, I mean, you like cigars a lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you like cigars. So, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to clip the that ratings. for the end of the year. It, 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 it brings the ratings up because he's just he loves them so much that's, in general. That's right. I'm you still know. a tough grader, but I smoke all of them. Unlike uh, some over here. Oh. Hey. Well, that's true. I do ditch shit. I mean, I'm not going to. I own my shit. <laughs> all right, boys. Let's light this thing. The foundation cigar. Tabernacle Maduro in Robusto. 
a five by fifty inch New World stick. Is this a Puro? It is Nicaragua. not. It's not a Puro. It is not. It's a Nicaraguan wrapper. It's a Mexican San Andres binder, and the filler is made of Honduran and Nicaraguan leaf. So nice aroma on the smoke. But it is made in Esteli, Nicaragua. Foundation makes a bunch of stuff. They, they have like, yeah. I was looking at it, Rooster, when I was at the B&M, and then I was looking online before we did the episode tonight. They have like 11 markers. Oh, they have 11 now? I, yeah. I remember when, when I started smoking, there were just three or four. Nice on the light. I also smoke uh, something known mm. as uh, the El Giguense. They used to call it the wise. Yep. You've mentioned that before, Pagoda. Yep. I got to say, on the light, a ton of flavor. It's yeah. like lip-smacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so different than the Liga 9, honestly. Yeah, that's true. By the way, I think he was involved in the Liga 9 as well. So Nick Melillo used to work for Drew Estate and somewhat participated in, you know, the production of the Liga 9. It's, what's interesting about you saying that is I find a lot of, uh, there's a lot of parallels in how they market and brand their cigars kind of to the Drew Estate thing where, you know, under that, the head of Foundation Cigars, there's a lot of different lines, which is very similar to Drew Estate, you know, with Liga and the other lines that they have. If you had to rate the cigar like now, like on the light. It's pretty good. It's, it's a nine. It, yeah. <laughs> on the light, it's a nine. It's delicious. <laughs> a lot of flavor. Oh, yeah. A lot of flavor. Yeah. What are you guys getting? I mean, like you said, some dried fruit, I yeah. think, makes sense. I'm getting like a lot of and, uh, raisins specifically for me and um, maybe a hint of barnyard. And honestly, it's weird to say it's a little salty for me. Just a bit. It's not weird. No. See what I was talking about? The silence. You, the, the, the silence. The sound the, of silence. Yeah. Remember he's right. When I was talking about that. See, people are like taking it in there's enough complexity there where people aren't talking and like really taking it in and it's not just out of the box complaints so off to a good start in my view definitely agreed Agreed. great smoke output yeah i think i think when a cigar is easy to smoke i think it just adds to the value i think from my perspective pagoda's in his element with the cigar i I like it how long has it been since you had one of these Three to four years. Oh, wow. Uh, I used to smoke a lot of these and Nat Sherman. I don't, like, I haven't really bought them online. If I, um, so I haven't been smoking a lot of these. But, um, yeah, whenever the Nat Sherman, I used to. Uh, but Nat Sherman's are typically much milder, no? No, no, Nat Sherman, the, the cigar the store. I used oh, to okay. go out there right. often, nearly every day, and just smoke a cigar or two. And um, that's when actually a buddy of mine, I was smoking a cigar and a buddy of mine walked by and he kind of recognized me from business school and, and he said, what are you doing here? And we started smoking cigars and then he's the one uh, who introduced me to the tabernacle. He's Did, moved since he's in Colorado now. So. Definitely full oh, flavor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But not harsh. No, it's smooth. Yeah. I'm getting a little espresso. Yeah. Deep, dark espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little sweet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, very pleasurable. That raisin. 
I have to look at Pooba every time I say sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm guilty of saying that sweetness. too much. Sweetness. <laughs> Are you getting some sweetness? Getting a little bit of sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Cedar. Cedar. <laughs> Tobacco. The barnyard thing is gone for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I never got that. That was I just on the. That. That was yeah, just on, on the wrapper. Yeah, there's yeah. none of that in the flavor. That was just when we were sniffing her. <laughs> Who? <laughs> oh boy, the two-year-old filly. Yeah, we were just sniffing around. That's back in your day in veterinary school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doctor Puba, all that ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Puba was a vet? <laughs> I'm think, an animal lover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the question is, can you imagine if Rooster was a vet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Exactly. Every person that comes in, I think we need to put him down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm just here cage. for a tetanus booster. <laughs> oh, gosh. He'd, he'd be like constantly hanging around the crematorium area. Just like, <laughs> no, waiting, no, no. just like waiting for intake. Like, I'm in here. No, we don't need to inject him. We'll, we, we, we will choke him. <laughs> For the, for the listener, Rooster has a history of uh, violence uh, towards animals. No, don't no. say that. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to go so, that far. So, guys, for the listener. He's got such, he's no, got no, such no, a no, good no, reputation. For the, that for, hurt. For the, that for, the, hurt. for the listener, again, Gizmo likes to make these really definitive <laughs> statements, right? I love it. And, and, and just as a disclaimer, <laughs> um, you know, quote, repeat the line. Um <laughs> End quote, repeat the line. Gizmo is these definitive statements should not be taken, uh, you know, as his entire opinion. I, I love animals. Yeah. Unless he, the animal is destroying my fucking yard, <laughs> it's dead. It's, so you it's love dead. It. Namely, animal. Or captured in a have a heart cage and released. There you go. That's yes. right. Or so. if it's a raccoon, strangled and thrown into a, raccoon, a lake. If, a lake. If, you, if you destroy my property, that's you're, it. You're I mean, done. You got to go to a different level. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said you grabbed the rac- You grabbed the raccoon with your bare hands is impressive. <laughs> that is. It's pretty amazing. Oh. Could, have done, could have done a lot of damage. <laughs> if you're vaccinated against rabies. Yeah, right. <laughs> What other cigars does Foundation make that's notable? The, the El Giguense, which I really liked too at that point in time. They make the, wi- the, the Wise, wise Man, yeah. the Tabernacle, which we're having. Uh, they also make the Tabernacle in a Connecticut. They have a High Clear uh, in a couple different lines. Oh, and it's then, the High Clear Castle. Yes. I've never tried that. And they also have uh, Charter Oak. That I've heard, I'm that sure I've you've heard seen. Of. That's heard. right. That's their budget line. Yes, and it yeah. has a it has a white label with an oak tree on it. Yeah, is, there, is there one with a blue label? It's that's like, the El Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and they is, also have a Jamaican Nicaraguan uh, cigar called the Upsetters. Oh, really? Just yeah. the names. Yeah. So yeah. they have a lot of different stuff. Aren't we the Upsetters? <laughs> Jamaican Upsetter. We'll see what the rating is tonight. Oh, I, it, I, actually, it's funny. So, uh, Foundation, I guess, went viral uh, for a quick second. Apparently, Joe Rogan on his podcast smoked a Wise Man Maduro uh, Robusto that they make and shouted out Foundation. Oh, there you go. The only one I saw him sm- I saw him smoke was the CAO uh, Brasilia, the one with the green and yellow yeah. wrapper. It was a while ago. I don't, I don't remember what episode. It may have been with Elon Musk or something. 
Not a great a cigar. Stick. Not good? No. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as a, and I love, but I'm just going to caveat. Joe Ro- I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. I just think that he's, he's so talented and insightful, and I just really love the way he interviews people. I think he's kind of like, he, he did, in a different way, he does what a lot of Howard Stern, I feel like, used to do in long form. Yep. The beauty of Howard Stern was like when he did his long form interviews, this is before Howard Stern became what he is now, which is a shell of who he used to be. Um, but they were awesome. They were awesome. And, and it's like that long form, he does a great job of listening. Deep dive too. He listens to people yeah. and he, you know, he, he, he doesn't pretend like he knows everything really. I, I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I like the show too. I mean, um, and you got to respect what he's accomplished. Totally, and I think that he's totally changed what what I think the perspective was, especially with the social media climate, where everybody had this. There was a lot of, of media that had this perception that there were short attention spans, and people didn't want to consume long form content. And Joe Rogan, for ten, twelve years now, has been putting out two, three, four, even four and a half hour episodes at a time. Um, and it's there's no cuts, there's no edits. It's just straight through a conversation with someone. And I think that to your point, I think that's why he's able to go really deep. There's no commercial breaks, there's no pauses, um, and it's a variety of different uh, different people. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Joe Rogan recently, but take all the politic and bullshit out. It's good content. Do you consider him a serious cigar man, though? No. Okay. No, no but I don't think he considers himself that. He's okay. not. Yeah, he doesn't pretend to be. Okay, good. I think he's a very casual cigar smoker. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to be. But he, it's interesting. He does he has different people on, different types of people. You know. My favorite episode that he ever did was with the astrophysicist Brian Cox. Um, he did a couple yeah, episodes of that. I'm a space fanatic, Me by too. the way. Me too. Yeah. Have you guys seen... By the way, they recently released the photos from the James Webb Space Telescope. Man, I've heard about this. Crazy. I haven't seen. Let me tell you yet. something. What is it? What is it? Okay, so the think about the Hubble, right? Yeah. It was released. Uh, when did they put that up? In the 70, late seventies. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. So this is uh, the modern version of that with modern technology, uh-huh. and it's so robust and brilliant. They spent I don't know several billion dollars. It took twenty years to build this thing. <clears throat> we are in. Where the, is it? Where is it? It's top? in space. Yeah, they have oh, a, they a telescope it. in space. It's, it's intel- it's, it, dude, it's, but it's so crazy, this technology they put together. This well, thing what they, makes it interesting is the mirror technology the that mirror, they have. The mirror technology and the yeah. infrared ability yeah. that the first image they put out, yeah. Biden had a press conference where he released it. Uh-huh. The first image they put out, for the first time, we're seeing light from stars and galaxies uh-huh. This light is 13.1 billion years old. Yeah, it's from the dawn of the universe. The dawn yeah. of yeah. the how creation we, of the universe. But how do we even know that? Because they the can read. The they can read the age of light apparently. But how do we know that it's the dawn? Well, I guess after the big, you'd have. This is a. This is why you need to watch that episode with Brian like, Cox. I mean, is yeah. it 13 billion or is it it's, like 20 I think billion? it's based no, on the, really it's based know. on the the distance and the and the color spectrum. I think that's how. But how do you know it's the dawn though? 
Yeah. How do you know it's the beginning? Yeah, I don't know that the dawn was ever used as a word. That may be a gizmo definitive it, statement. Oh, okay. but, oh, oh but, gosh. All right, now I'm taking offense. <laughs> yes, you should. You trying. fucking should. Thank you. <laughs> but, can we just call it the GDS? To just read, I mean, it's 13 <laughs> billion year, year old light, which is... No, so just to read what it says, it, okay. it's the image shows the galaxy cluster as it appeared 4.6 billion years ago. Okay, that's no, 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 but younger. No, 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 no. With many more galaxies in front of and behind the cluster. <laughs> you just threw water on Gizmo. Uh -oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's what happens when, when, when you throw water on, on, yeah, the, on, the, on, the, on the gremlin. On the gremlin, that's if right. You, if you look at the image, there's certain uh -huh. aspects that almost look like curvature. There's, there's galaxies that are pictured that are curvature, and the light is a dark red it's 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 okay. a different kind of deep red that okay. they can tell from this that we are seeing Again. light that we've never seen before yeah. that's 13 okay. plus billion years old again that's it's the it's the color spectrum that determines it is. the age it's incredible and anyway distance. what's yeah. brilliant about this telescope it's crazy it's crazy dude what's brilliant about this telescope is what they're going to be able to see and learn about the creation of the universe mm. is Shock. Now, the picture that they put up, this is the most crazy part to me. The picture that they showed, the first picture. It's God? It's God. <laughs> it's God. <laughs> the first picture that they showed is as if you were standing on Earth and you were at arm's length, arm's length uh -huh. holding a grain of sand in your hand. That's the image. And there are tens or hundreds of thousands of galaxies in this image. It's every dot is a galaxy, not sure, a star. Sure. Every, every dot is a galaxy. It's unbelievable. So like, there's there's got to be more life form. That's what I was about to, to say. There's got to be uh, people that are just galaxies away. Mm. Multiple guesses throughout the bloody <laughs> But like people, but like crazy, not just people, but like crazy forms of like life. Forms of life, yeah. like dinosaurs, but sure. like even crazier. Sure. You know, the what? likelihood is very high because of the number of galaxies. Of galaxies. There are trillions, the trillions upon trillions of galaxies. Apparently, Yo, for dude, every grain someone, of sand. If someone makes a craft, we're done. Somebody tries to make a craft. Apparently, Come I here. think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a number out. Whatever number I throw out, that's great. I don't know if it's 10,000 or 100,000. But for every grain of sand on the planet Earth, there are, I think it's either 10,000 or 100,000 galaxies in existence per grain of sand on the earth yeah i know but the majority of those galaxies have to be jv galaxies like not like, <laughs> JV. like, not like our galaxy <laughs> no like, our, our galaxy the galaxy of all time absolutely i mean the ghost right <laughs> yeah i mean you could have a galaxy but that doesn't mean it's worth shit that's right you're not wrong but i uh, anyway i was fascinated the statistics by this. would tell you somebody in that there would be life in one of those galaxies <laughs> that got their shit together it has right. to be i wonder in those Am galaxies they still smoke cigars they're very well made. <laughs> I think we should report record the podcast from one of them. <laughs> I agree. Would you call Elon? We should. Elon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, what I love about the uh, about the telescope too is that the chances of this thing successfully being launched and then successfully opening to its full size and the mechanic like you're 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 more into this stuff than I am as far as you're an architect. So I mean the chances of this all working to the degree it has are like one in a billion. And the fact that we are seeing images like this, it's, it's like the, it takes the same image from the Hubble and, and the new image from this JWST telescope. It's like seeing it's something watching Atari in the 80s versus like yeah. 
an 8K image. It's but, incredible. So what's but, the name of the, the show? Hubble. The Hubble, you have to look at the technology they used back in the 70s. They launched that, and you're talking many, many light years away from the, from the Earth. It still kept sending images back. It's unprecedented. It still is now. That tech, it's, it's unprecedented. They've yeah. never been able to recreate that technology. I, they think until now. They don't know yet. So they don't know. Yet. What's the name of the show? Uh, I don't think it's a show. A show. There's no show about no. this. No, like, it's just called NASA. Gives you a debrief for some shit. What? Oh, I thought <laughs> this is real life. Oh, I, no, no, no. But no, he's no. right. They're no, gonna. They I, will. I, they I, will I, make a show. No, but I thought you were talking about the images. And there's a place to go to view the images. It was and a press a release. Story. Oh, NASA's yeah. website. Oh. Yeah, NASA website. Oh. Yeah, you could you can see it in New York. Yeah, well, I need this shit. I'll catch up on Netflix on this thing. And they <laughs> fucking do with, with the narrator, and they do the whole thing, and they show the pictures and explain the tech. Yeah, he's not wrong because I'm just saying, isn't that how you do it? Yeah, shows will explain it to the, the majority. It comes of out the on Apple, yeah. and it's like in high def, and they show the photos and yeah. everything, and tell the story. Isn't that what they're going to well, do? I, th I think this thing's going to have a very very long life. And I think it's going to teach us things about the known universe and the unknown universe that we've never so been able a, to see. There's a really cool show called How the Universe Works. Yeah. I think it's on Nat Geo. You sit there in front of the TV, you're mesmerized. What is Nat it is, Geo? It is fascinating. It's fascinating. Should we light up the hookah now and yeah. continue this conversation? <laughs> the hookah. Was there a big thing when they launched this? Because I didn't realize it says that they launched it last year into space. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like happened. I didn't even hear a big. It just it just went up. I think it went in November or December wow. or something. Yeah, they spent ten billion dollars on yeah. this. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's. I think it's one of the greatest feats of human engineering and human collaboration. I mean, people from hundreds of countries. I mean, it's it's really an incredible thing that they did. So e every, country Russia. <laughs> every country except Russia. Every country except Russia. I don't know so. if Russia's involved, and North Korea. Yeah, we uh, we ran the wiring on that device. A lot of change orders now. A lot of <laughs> a lot of good change orders. <laughs> if you ran this, uh, Bam, it would have been forty billion, oh, not ten billion. Easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> I'd be I'd be retired. You yourself up to that. I'd be retired on my own island. Look at Senator wanted some stairs going up his deck. Bam quoted him like eleven thousand dollars for like no. a stringer and like and no, like, I did not. And like steps no, and I did not. Some nails oh, and some you, paint. Oh my lord! Cause, cause, oh, you yeah, wanted steps? Wait, you actually wanted steps? That's eleven thousand. Give, give me the friends I mean, and family discount. That's right. Because yeah, but you know you got to put the footing in. You know that's work, and then you got to you know. You got to do the, the you know, I got to cut everything. I got to smoke a cigar <laughs> in between every hour of the labor. You got to cut everything. I got guys. I got guys. I got to have to come down. He'd be a good salesman he for would. me. Yeah. I don't think senators buy yeah, it. You got to cut all the wood. <laughs> you got to cut all the wood. You got guys. You know, then you got to get nails. Yeah. And you got to go to the, you got to get the material. And then you and the time that. they get here, you know, that's, senator, that's already 7,000. The problem with Senator, he's too analytical. He pulled out the abacus and the calculator. And I was like, that's not a kind of client for me. What is no. the abacus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think he's referring to um, a, uh, a Chinese counting tool or, or something. Right. I don't know. I don't own an abacus. Well, anyway, boys. It's a corium. You guys, you guys haven't, uh, a bunch of you guys haven't seen much about it. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that haven't either. I'm telling you, go to NASA.gov and Gotta bird dog this thing. It's yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's way, like the, the greatest kind of porn 
It's space way, porn. Gizmo, I feel like you need some vindication tonight. You are right. 13 billion years ago, it traces life back ah, as far as that. Isn't that interesting? See. Thank you, well, Senator. No, 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 that's good. And then you can go I'm, meet you can go meet your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, all of your all of your relatives, you can go meet them all. All the gremlins. <laughs> so now we know where you yeah. come from. All right. You know, and speak in tongues and do whatever you do. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who I am. How's the drink coming along? Very good. Yeah, let's talk about that. The Johnny Walker Double Black. I am surprised at how There is one thing about like this, this that is really surprising me specifically, and it's the peatiness I'm getting out of it. I'm getting a little bit of peat. That I expected. Yeah. Remember, I think that's intentional, right? I mean, Johnny Walker yeah. Black has always been known as having some peat to it. That's the difference really between that and like a Chivas. And I assume the double black would be a more robust flavor. So I was expecting there to be peat here. It's, it's really delicious. It's not off-putting, though. No. no. No, no. I think it's like the perfect amount. It is. This is, to me, the perfect beginner uh, whiskey for someone who's trying to dabble with peat. Yeah. I think this is the per- perfect place to start. This is what Grinder should have given you before yes. Calila or Lagavulin. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, this is really, really nice. And it's pairing well with the tabernacle. However, Grinder never would have bought a blended scotch. No. It was oh, a no. single malt only. What are you guys thinking about the uh, the tabernacle, by the way? We're about an inch into it. It's good. It's a I, heavy, heavy smoke. Yeah. It's uh, you thick. Know, like really coats your mouth. And the the smoke is nice and velvety. Thick. Definitely an after-dinner yeah. type of smoke. Yeah, what I like about this and just any of the heavier, fuller smokes that we've reviewed um, when it's able to do that in a way that isn't a nicotine bomb or isn't overly aggressive i'm all about it and so far that's been this it's been you know a smooth delivery of a ton of flavor oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'm happy that there's no harshness in the back of my throat which i was expecting right um i'm, I'm very happy that that's not there yeah, yeah. Not, not getting that agree with all those comments i yeah. have nothing to add and i do think that it is pairing perfectly with this Johnny Walker. I, agree. I think they're a really nice match. Absolutely. Um, so how much is the double black? Yeah. I've forgotten, but around 40 bucks. That's not bad at all. Really? That sounds low. That's not bad. It does sound low. Wait, is that cheaper than regular? No, because I think the single came around 32 or 33. And I think this was a couple of bucks more than that, maybe 38. Oh, I'd figure this is closer to oh, 60. Wow. No, no, no. Pagoda's right. Wow. Um, on total wine, 36 for this. Wow. 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 That's pretty damn good. You know, I'd have this again. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Very Look. accessible. Yeah. It, and it's pretty easy to find, I'm assuming, right? Given the. You know. yeah, I think I prefer this to the regular Jordan Black. I do too. So, how do you compare the two? What are your opinions on that? I think the regular, I, I you know. I, as far as a simple blended scotch, I don't love. Um, I think the fact that it requires, in some cases, a sploosh, as mm-hmm. Pagoda would say, I, I think yeah. is a detriment to it. I think this is drinking perfectly with two ice cubes. Yeah. No, I kind of agree because I think in a regular Jordan Black, I love a sploosh of soda. This I can just do with ice. Is that because of the peatiness of the. Peaty, smooth. It's just, uh, you know, very. Um, there's Easy a, going. Yeah, there's, there's no a, harshness. No, there's a smoothness to it in combination with a little bit of that peat. It's very, it's kind of balanced. So going and back it's a to little, there's some sweetness there too. 
which is nice. Rooster was asking an interesting question. So you need a sploosh with the with the regular black label. For, is, well, for sometimes, me, not always. Is that because it's peatier than this? Is that why? No, it's no, the less. opposite. It's less oh, peaty. Less it just this. has more of a I bite. See, see. But let's remember when we reviewed the regular Johnny Walker Black, we were stunned. We liked that There it. was no bite. We yeah. even tried it neat, and, and there we, was no bite. And I right. even pulled out Kirkland Twelve for Gizmo. Yes, and that's he true. was stunned how similar the two of them drank. That's exactly so right. So when you get somehow, I uh, you know, if I felt like we got a good bottle of just regular Black Label. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need soda. I think even Pagoda was saying he yeah. preferred it neat that day, where normally he would want either a lot of ice or some yeah. soda. Uh, but I do agree that this is is even smoother, smoother more complex yep. um and is just really intended only for sipping i would not mix this with anything no yeah, i do th and i do yeah and i think something just crossed my mind which is interesting like you know as you revisit these things like we revisited johnny walker black or not revisited it but well maybe it was a little bit of a revisitation because it's not something that we don't drink but, it every day yeah yeah right so and that pleasant experience it's like you know, keeping an open mind and revisiting things, I think, is an important thing to to just consider um, with spirits, whether it's cognac or whether it's, you know, try try things that are new. If somebody likes something, you know, you know, don't just disregard it and say, you know, that's eh, try new things, because I think that like even if there was a worthwhile exercise to revisit Johnny Walker. And like, I think it's surprising because I remember having like bad experiences with the double you know like where i was like "Ugh, this is not this is no no and i'm enjoying this they, also, they nice. also make the ghost right yeah blue right. label ghost blue, that, oh, it's a blue label yeah ghost. that's that blue. like game of thrones i don't edition. know about that, is that the same conversation with this though in terms of it's not no no, no. I, no I, the reason much, why because much I higher level i thought it was like a part of black label ghost but i guess it's blue label blue ghost. label yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, to a former lounge, somebody had brought a case of that. That's right. Remember? Yeah. To Pooba's credit, by the way, revisiting, I want to give myself a pat on the back because I did revisit Chivas Regal. Oh, you did. And you loved it. <laughs> and it was very, very good. That's oh, all yeah. I want to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, better than the Kirkland? <laughs> Let's go there now. Better than my first <laughs> no, time. No going joke. Like, like, no, I'm, you're right, though. You're right. I'm, I'm going to be at the beach soon and doing some things and going away, taking some time. Little uh, like, fl like flask. Some of these, well, no, but I mean, I'm going to have a bar of, 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 of various spirits while I'm there. I have some people coming in and out and things like that. And, you know, I may, I may buy like a bottle of Chivas just to have there yeah. and then bring it back. It's not like I'll do, but I'm going to buy some things and stock up and have a few options. I'm on vacation. The lizard, the lizards and may join you. And I just think that. It, you should. We may. You, you, we may have to well, come down. We'll talk logistics. I think. Now we're talking. No, you should. You should consider. I wear my speedos. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, it's a free country. I will. <laughs> I'm out too. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the man what to do. I will manscape before well, I come down. You know. <laughs> Jesus. Considering that a lot of birthdays around uh, this time of the year, it'd be a great time to celebrate. It sure. Would. Sure. It would, it would be. Um, I'm not looking forward to the visual, but <laughs> <laughs> you may be surprised. Yes. It's got to be one of those neon yellows or neon greens. Yes. Oh, but yeah. anyway, what my point was, was trying these things and has, is good because like it, it opens your mind. And uh, the, my, the only point I was trying to make was that, that, you know, 
as I think about buying copious amounts of alcohol for my vacation, I may put some of these things in my rotation that I normally wouldn't. That's the point, you know? And not that I'll drink at all, but I'll bring it back, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it's because I may have a scotch in a solo cup while I'm just like out barbecuing. Like, why not throw some shivas in there? I would argue, why not throw this in there? This or is very good. Go, right, or why not throw some of this in? And Bam Bam shows up in a slingshot. <laughs> no, who knows? We go up on the beach, you know, put, you know, bring something up there just to, just to nip on. Yeah. Yeah, this is very, very good. So we're about halfway through here, boys, on the Tabernacle Maduro Robusto. I am I'm very surprised. Yeah, it's and it's consistent. It's, it's a smokable cigar. It's totally. very good. It's very good. Very happy with this. Yeah. For 11 I mean, bucks, too. It's a great yeah. buy. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And online, it's even cheaper, by the way. Yeah, if you get a box. So I know we've talked about it a few times. I just wanted to give a little update because uh, the judge in the case came out and... Uh, was pretty uh, pretty against what the FDA has been doing and their position on premium cigars. So we talked about this. The FDA has been trying to regulate premium cigars like they do cigarettes and other tobacco products. And the premium uh, cigar industry, brands like this and others that we love, have been really pushing back on it. Because what it does is, if you're a cigarette manufacturer or a, a different type of tobacco manufacturer, you have to spend, I think it's close to six figures to register and put your product to test with the FDA to finally get it to market. So the, I guess the FDA tried to loop premium hand-rolled cigars into that discussion, um, which obviously they're incredibly different products. Yes, they're all made from tobacco, but first we're not inhaling. These are hand-rolled. There's no chemicals, et cetera, that are added in. Um, and and the Premium Cigar Association and, and others have been fighting it. And the judge in the case, Judge Meta, Meta, excuse me, uh, issued an opinion concluding that the FDA acted, quote, arbitrarily and capriciously when it decided to regulate premium cigars in 2016. So what it seems that even though that this ruling is, I believe, temporary and there's going to be a final ruling uh, coming sometime in the next, uh, I would say, few months, um, he said he, his opinion, in his opinion, he faulted the FDA for failing to consider scientific evidence submitted by the Cigar Rights of America regarding the moderate use and the limited health effects of premium cigars. So they went out and hired doctors and professionals to right. evaluate the effects of premium cigars. And right. So there's nothing in the literature, um, in peer-reviewed journals <clears throat> or otherwise, that has any definitive data around the health impact of cigars. Like, it's not, there's nothing there. Because if there was, I've read, one, I've read about it too. And if there was, believe me, the Food and Drug Administration would step in if there was data to, to really hard data to support that, like the negative impacts of cigar smoking. Um, on the contrary, I think it's a stress reliever. Absolutely. That, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is a, yeah. well, sure, it's a stress reliever, but that these things, the health impacts are not mutually exclusive. Alcohol is a stress reliever, but the health impacts on, on, on people who abuse alcohol 
at various levels is is significant. The fact that Rooster uh, has been so, smoking cigars for 30 years and is breathing well. <laughs> well, well, right, but, a testament. but no. But my point is, is that there's no real evidence in the literature that really supports anything. Or get, guess what? FDA, believe me, FDA would have a label on these boxes. They would do what they could to do it, but there's nothing. Well, that's because what they tried to do in 2016. I mean, I, I think it's it's very simple. I think first, obviously, by lumping in premium cigars, we're not talking about you know Philly Blunts and gas station cigars. Premium cigars is stuff we smoke and review here. By lumping that in with all tobacco products, namely cigarettes, um, that's suggesting that they're one and the same, and they're not in the sense that these are entirely natural. There are no additives. In cigarettes, on average, 10% of what's in a cigarette is, is just added shit. Chemicals. Chemicals. Chemical additives. Stuff. That's right. Right. So there are worlds apart there. And to Puba's point around the health effects, now obviously there are health risks with just about anything that we consume, right? Even just eating, you know, meat. There are health, There are, you know, a cheeseburger. Yeah. Anything that we consume, there are health risks. Um, and cigars are not exempt from that. Obviously there are some health risks. But the point being, right, that the risks are so vastly different from cigarettes where this is not a product that is meant to be inhaled, right? So the, you know, lung issues that uh, a traditional smoker, that, that's not the same here. Um, and even the other risks that are associated with it are so much less than the studies that, that the industry you know, usually cites and that I believe the FDA even did states essentially that anyone who consumes two cigars in a sitting, the health effects are negligible. Yeah. Right. right now, that doesn't include us lizards that have five cigars in a sitting. <laughs> but what I'm confident in is that five cigars and five cigarettes are worlds apart. Yeah, and absolutely. that's what the industry is simply trying to to fight for to make sure that there is that clear line of distinction between them. And um, it's good to see that finally courts are are recognizing that. And yeah, the other right. and the other right. argument too uh, quickly that the FDA made is that uh, they were trying to say that that like Juul, like other tobacco products that that this is can get into the hands of children. That's ridiculous. Which is the best argument that the cigar industry has ever Absolutely, had in yeah. that why they want premium cigars to be carved out and not with gas station cigars and other crap yeah. is find one kid that is walking down the street with a Padron Exclusivo in his hand or in his mouth, <laughs> yeah. you will never, ever find that. It's There's ridiculous. nothing desirable about this to it, a child. No. Nothing. The no. cost Zero. prohibitive. Gizmo, quick question. Yep. Are they including vapes and vape products in this? In no, this, this, is spe this specific ruling is the judge carving out I see, I see. specifically premium handmade cigars. Yeah, and I think Puba makes a great point. I think the science is what distinguishes this. Yeah. So just quickly, the, in his 19-page opinion, I love this, <clears throat> he said that the... The judge said that the FDA's decision to regulate premium handmade cigars was, quote, not reasoned decision-making, and he faulted the FDA for, quote, its non-responsive circular reasoning and waving away evidence of actual current usage patterns. So it's not a final success or a final big win for the premium cigar industry, but it's certainly looking like this judge is going to rule that way uh, come fall you know I, there, I, I, there's, a, there's I enough a cigar smoker yeah there's enough by the way there's enough cigar smokers in congress and the senate not to this mention shit, this shit and the, the judges can rule whatever i and enough judges that smoke cigars too i mean this is lunacy now what's interesting they're, they're, they're not going to yeah. start to regulate these things that regulate the shit no, out of cigars no. i just don't think well it's they already they already are but 
Um, I mean, well, they're not putting labeling well, hold on the on. boxes. There are doc- there are doctors. They're not putting labeling on the boxes. I mean, it's regulated to a degree. Right. It's taxed. Uh, th- there's some oversight on the distribution, but I mean, other than that, I mean, they're not regulated the way in terms of warning labels. But and- I think that's what they're trying to do. Well, that's what they're trying to yes. do. But what I'm saying is I think that there's, there's not enough oomph behind the fight. I don't know who's fighting for this because there's so, you go to Washington, D.C. I mean, uh, uh, Senator, he's spent enough time in that town. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cigar smokers in that well, town. Is there, are, we, there, are, are people really pushing for this? There what? are, but you go to D.C. And this goes to a prior podcast where I mentioned, right? I mean, who's winning when I, this? When I used to live in D.C., you know, there were several cigar lounges. They could go and enjoy a cigar. They're down to one. Yeah. yeah. So there, there is this push, unfortunately, and that's why cases like this that's really awful. are important. Awful. I mean, it's a shame. But you get boxes from, like, the other countries and you see all the amount of labels that are on it. Sure. Like health labels. Yep. Right? Because they've lumped it in with cigarettes. Here's an interesting thing. You know, I have I've had clients that are in the medical profession, cardiothoracic surgeons, doctors in general, other practitioners. They smoke cigars. You know, there's something to be said about the stress relief of a cigar. That's way that that surpasses the benefits. Yeah. You mean the risks? Uh, yeah, yeah, surpasses the risks. I mean, it just, just uh, it's lunacy. It yeah. just slows lunacy. everything down, right? Sure. When you smoke a cigar, you're smoking at least for like an hour. Sure. And it just slows everything down. It de-stresses and it, you know, I think it has more health benefits than negative. And if you think about how many cigars does an average cigar smoker smoke in a week? Two. Average. Two. I mean, two, yeah. Maybe yeah. one two, to three. two maybe. Not so, us, but yes. Yeah. So the health risk right there is very negligible. So hopefully it's a big win come fall, but it looks like it's certainly going to be that way and <clears throat> makes it a little bit more cost uh, possible for manufacturers to continue to make new cigars and release new cigars. Yeah, and the only other thing, you know, obviously for, for us as consumers, it's obvious why this is important to us, right? We don't, we don't need this industry to be hyper-regulated. But for the, the manufacturers, for these cigar brands, why this is so important is because if they are fully lumped in with cigars, forget just labeling that they cigarettes. have to add. Sorry, with cigarettes. Forget just the labeling that they would have to add and things like that. It, it's also the FDA requires regular testing of these products and not regular like you know once a year. It's a frequent process because there are so many additives and things that if not done right could be really harmful to a consumer. And so if the cigar industry has to do the same thing with a completely natural, organic, hand-rolled and made product, they are going to have so much, so many higher expenses from a just compliance standpoint right. yeah. that it's going to raise you know, prices for yeah. consumers. It's going to yeah. be a problem. And it yeah, would the, also, I'm sorry, it would also eliminate a lot of the boutique brands. It's true. Well, as yeah. a result, sure. You can't afford to le- comply. The legal and regulatory uh, expense. And also, you know, they're not going to be able to. There's so many different brands, so many different blends, so many different. Th- who at the FDA is going to be actually managing this? They're not, they're not resourced even to do this. They're barely resourced to do what they need to do for for just what they're doing now. I mean, it takes it takes years and years and years just to get a drug to market, much less uh, 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 just doing the regular, you know, uh, things that they have to do on a daily basis across functions. So, the, how are the you know how are they even going to resource the agency? And so they're going to resource the 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 agency, the FDA. 
They're going to have to resource it to manage this. And that's going to just, and then how are you going to, who's going to pay for that? I mean, it's crazy. And that's what's sad because if you've even seen some of the more vocal voices on just the regulatory environment uh, of cigars, uh, obviously uh, Carlito is definitely one of them. He's very outspoken on social media about all this. He's talked about how, you know, he would potentially have to cut jobs just to try to offset some of the increased costs that are associated with sure. this, right? And so that loses jobs for people who would normally be making these. That restricts the supply for you know folks like us who consume these products. There's slows, just so many effects. Yeah, and it slows speed to market, which yep. means they'll cut mar- they'll cut lines, cut sizes, cut releases. Everything would become become would contract in terms of what they're releasing, their creativity around it. More generic. Because, there's, because the, the, the speed to market would, be, would, would go to a crawl, maybe, depending on how it plays out, which, I mean, come on. I mean, this is, a, you know, this is an example of you know, over-government overreach that, that got, you know, ends up being not productive yeah. and hurting more people um, and businesses and creating less choice and freedom uh, which is never a good thing for the country. Yeah. You know, so. Well, hopefully it'll be the end of it yeah. come this fall, but and we'll continue to be able to smoke great cigars. Yeah, and, and we'll be able to look into the galaxy. Yeah. Find, <laughs> you know, and find. Other gizmos. Find, no, no. You know, gizmos relatives. No, no. And, 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 you know, they may come down and be like, you know, nanu nanu. <laughs> Fucking give us the answers. <laughs> I just want to send the FDA. I love, I think some of us have sent this around. You remember the cigar aficionado piece they did? on the guy who at the time was the oldest living American. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy, uh, so he passed in 2018. He was 112 years old. He was the oldest man in the U.S. and the oldest uh, veteran of World War II. Um, and the guy, they ask his his sort of life story, this this black guy. There's a great article on uh, CA about this, and they've got a photo Great of video, him. too. It's awesome. And they ask, you know, what's your secret? How'd you live to 112? And he said, cigar day. That, that was the secret. <laughs> That's right. Dude, a cigar a day. It's funny, you know, um, it's actually his immune system, which is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, there, was, there, there was a Cuban guy by the name of Compay Segundo. He was part of the Buena Vista Social Club. I know Compay. I know right. him. So yeah, he, he's a good he, buddy he, of mine. You just aged yourself. Compadre. No. So he lived till 98, and he was asked the same question, like, what's the, uh, you know, what's the secret to your longevity? And he said, there's three. So I said, well, what is it? He said, I, I smoke a lot, I drink a lot, and I fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> All BAM-approved activities. <laughs> there's another quote, too, by, uh, I think it was George Burns, who famously had, you know, always had a cigar in his hand, smoked a ton of cigars. And uh, I think the quote was, I'm going to butcher the quote, but the gist of it was, Somebody asked him, like, what do your, your doctors think of you smoking all these cigars? And he said, I don't know. I went to all their funerals. <laughs> we outlived them all. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, instead of, instead of like an apple a day, it should be a cigar a day. Cigar a day. That's right. A therapy session for sure. And it's got to be relaxing. And I mean, what's, got, what's, better, better, what's better than this, what we're doing right now? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. We're, we're smoking great cigars, having great conversations. Yeah. Hanging out, chilling, and recording a podcast. It's, I mean, it's it's a gift. It's, yeah. it's a gift. It's it is. Nice. You know, we all, all of us, we look forward to like whatever yeah. whatever day we record, 
I mean, all week we just look forward to this. Absolutely. Thing. For sure. Sure. Thank God for cigars. You know, the social aspect of smoking cigars, I think, very important. You know, as you grow older, the more you socialize, the more your brain stays active, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot to it. And I find too, and, and I guess I'm going to speak generally here, but I, I find a lot of the time, and obviously this group came together through cigars and a lot of the other folks that we meet at lounges or people that we meet who smoke cigars, I always find that those conversations are high level, interesting, mm. brain, you know, they're intriguing conversations. Um, and certainly there are some folks that, we avoid like the plague when we're smoking cigars, but generally, you know, really it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing yeah. for the mind yeah. and for relaxing and, and for meeting new people. Ask, the, Winston, ask Winston Churchill, the world's problems can be solved over a cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we, we all come from different walks of life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Senator says it's a great equalizer. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, I subscribe to that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even in this room, a lot we have different points of view on life, but you know, we come together, or not on life, but I mean, in, on certain aspects of life or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, you're able to come together and, and meet on common ground through, you know, this, these shared values when it comes to appreciating certain things. And that's, that's a nice thing. Um, and I do think there's, there's something about cigar smokers too, like the personality archetype that. They're, they're, they're social creatures generally. I mean, you can't make, I'm not making a definitive statement. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> uh, repeat the uh, line. Some, some, <laughs> end quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> I'm not making a definitive statement. GDS, but, but I think yeah. it's, but, but generally speaking, I think cigar, many cigar smokers are, so they're social animals, you know? They, they're, they're into, into being out and around and about. And, meeting and talking to people. But I would say that we're like extroverted, extroverted introverts in a way. Like we're not out, we're not the same type of people who are going to the clubs or bars just to, just to do it. It's through this vehicle of the cigar that we're having in our hand, we meet like-minded people. And I think like you said, I think the archetype of that person is different and interesting. And I think it, it all adds up. Can we talk about someone who I think needs cigars in their life? Who? Who's that? Who? Nick Kyrgios. Oh, the tennis oh. player? <laughs> he could use a cigar. Yeah, he can. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. He oh. could use a lot. Oh, yeah. He could use a lot. Well, he could use, he could probably use like a... Uh, a Valium. Well, yeah, he could use that <laughs> plus, um, plus a serotonin reuptake inhibitor. <laughs> reuptake. You know? <laughs> On tap? Yeah, like an, a little an SSRI. It was like, yeah. Like, like a Lexapro. You know, or, or a Prozac of some sort, <laughs> therapeutic regimen that can maybe get him moving towards a place that's, you know, out of where he's at. He's talking to himself uh, like, a, like a fucking lunatic. It's insane. On the tennis court. And uh, it's disturbing. <laughs> um, and entertaining. It, somewhat, yeah, somewhat yeah. entertaining. You're transfixed in terms of un trying to really understand how this is happening and he's this he's like a paradox wrapped up in like a vortex of insanity <laughs> because he's his 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 tennis is outstanding he's ultra talented in terms of uh his serve which is probably the best in the game right now i agree uh, uh his his we were talking about this i think earlier 
his half volleys, his touch. He's able to hit from the baseline with uh, and hit drop shots, passing shots. The guy is, uh, but but he talks to himself like a lunatic and yells at people, and it's and it's disturbing. I mean, the guy's just nuts. I mean, exactly what you're saying. He has so much talent, but just the way he conducts himself. It's the same reason, you know, we, we talked, I think, probably our first episode. I think we were watching the U.S. Open at that point. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, about a year ago. And With the microfiche. The microfiche. <laughs> and, and Medvedev yeah, yeah, and Djokovic. Medvedev. And, and, you know, my, my problem, particularly with, with Djokovic, you know, is just how he conducts himself when he's frustrated or angry and losing. And it's just, it, it's, it lacks respect for the game. And for Nick Kyrgios, it's so frustrating. You watch him and you sit there and you say, wow, this guy's incredible. Some of the stuff that he's able to do, no one in the world can do. Why he just has to ruin it by acting like a complete idiot on the tennis court and shouting at his own family members and friends in his box and fans and ball boys and the chair rump. There's always a whole big production it's yeah. just so unnecessary. Here, here's a question I, I, for you guys. So, hold on. Go he's ahead. so afraid. I know the answer. It doesn't take, you don't need a degree in psychology. Sounds like a he's, definitive statement. Well, JDS. <laughs> uh, Gizmo strikes back. Say, well, I'm going to say this with some confidence, <laughs> but uh, I'm very confident about this hypothesis. And, and I, I think he's so afraid of failing or he's so afraid of success that it gets in the way he fails. So, in other words, he's so afraid of failure. You mean to say he like George? He self-sabotages himself. He like George from Seinfeld. Yeah, he's, he self-sabotages. This is what he's doing. He's up 40 love, he self-sabotages, you know? Uh, and, and he starts to make a bunch of excuses and does this whole thing. Because if he bared down and showed that there wasn't some existential force that's distracting him or making him lose, that it's, he can't take full responsibility for the loss. He has to have some sort of out. So, it, so this insecurity manifests itself in, in fear, and in, in, in his fear of losing, his fear of showing the world that he wants to win so badly that he'll do anything and then fail is overwhelming to him. That's a great I, hypothesis. I, I mean, I got to say. That. Yeah, I, I like, like that, that a lot. <clears throat> and I, I, the, the reason that resonates with me, if you just think back to when he was in the Wimbledon final against Djokovic, I was struck how he loses that. They do the post-game interview with him before they pre uh, present Djokovic with the, the trophy. And he said a couple of things I thought were fascinating. Well, one, he's been on record as saying before, once he wins a major, if he ever wins a major, why does he need to win another after that? He's, he says, that's, you've reached the mountaintop. Why do I need to win more? And, and I love the announcers who said, well, why don't you ask Djokovic and Federer and Nadal and all these guys, like you win one and then you want to win 20 plus of them, right? So it's just very odd that, that answer from him. And then even right after losing Wimbledon, they ask him how he feels and he says, oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just glad this match is over. I've played more tennis here than I you know, normally play in right. a tournament. And it, it's like an excuse almost to your point of, he, he doesn't want to do what it takes to be successful and to sustain success because you win and then there's the pressure to keep winning. Yeah. Right. And he doesn't want that. He doesn't want the responsibility of being a champion. Yep. He doesn't want the responsibility of 
of of putting himself out there and saying, "I want this so bad." It's the he's got to take responsibility for the loss and 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 look the world in the eye like a gentleman and say, "I got beat today." He's got to have some sort of existential force in his mind to justify the loss to protect himself from this feeling, this overwhelming feeling that he anticipates of being an abject failure. So he can't embrace success. He can't strive for it. It's so he self-sabotages. And to your point, it's funny. If you, if you rewind years ago, whenever he made a major final for the first time, it was against Nadal and it was maybe the French Open. It was Kyrgios and Nadal. And Kyrgios, the night before the final went out to a nightclub and was there until four in the morning. He had to play a final the next morning. And it was his agent or his trainer. Someone dragged him out of a nightclub saying, it's four in the morning. you got to be up in the morning. you got to play a, a final. It's self-sabotage. It's exactly what you're describing. And then the excuse is very easy for him of, well, I was out partying till four in the morning. Oh, no yeah. big deal. On to the next thing. It, it's just a shame. And I wouldn't well, care yeah, at all. It's if Nadal. Sucked. I'll never beat him on clay. Right. Go, well, Try right. Others have. <laughs> I mean, not often, but they kind have. of like already accepting defeat before he even begins. Yeah, you know? no, but he should be like George. You know, he remember when George goes uh, celibate, he becomes so he experiences <laughs> clarity in everything he does. I love that episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, you mean episode. you mean George Costanza? Yeah, Costanza. I was <laughs> not George. <laughs> George from Tynefell. I would say he needs to be celibate, smoke a cigar. I think he'll be winning a lot of tournaments. Well, he's got every aspect of the game going for him, but for, in, including a serve. He just needs to change his attitude. Yeah. You well, know. it's going back to the brand of tennis that he plays. You know, you go back in history and look at like guys like Sampras, incredible player, not memorable. Yep. So not, not very memorable. Uh, he's memorable to me. You know, we're talking so much about this guy. The only reason we care is because his brand of tennis is so enjoyable to watch. If he could just comport himself in a respectable way, he'd have a lot more fans than he does. And the funny thing, why I say all of this, and I think Puba's really onto something about this kind of being an act and, and just self-sabotage. When you watch his interviews after matches, he's remarkably normal and even self-aware. I mean, I can't believe you watch, going back to when he lost Wimbledon, yeah. he, he sits there and he says, he makes self-deprecating jokes. I know I've had a challenge relationship with the chair rump and the, um, the line judges and the ball boys. And you know he recognizes that he's a pain in the ass. So it's not that the guy is so narcissistic and delusional that he thinks everything he does is perfectly normal and he causes no problems. He does recognize it. It's as though he just chooses to be that way. Where That's I contrast correct. that to, and, and I've obviously given this commentary before when we've talked about Djokovic, what pisses me off about Djokovic is you watch a post-game interview with him and he has literally hit a tennis ball at a line judge and they ask him, do you think this is a problem? You now were, you lost a tournament. You were, had to forfeit a tournament because you hit a ball in anger right. at a line judge. And he says, I don't see any problem. That's with because it. he's a narcissist. Right. So, so Djokovic is a narcissist. He's got, he's a complete and total narcissist. So he has, he doesn't have really like, like, He's got that aspect to his personality, where I think, where I think Kyrgios is a complete opposite of that. This guy isn't a narcissist. This guy is is a 
reeks of insecurity. Agreed. Where, where Djokovic is is completely and totally like his his the narcissism and the lack of introspection, which is a classic uh, trait of the narcissist, you know, and the lack of kind of empathy, you know, to be introspective enough to understand that hitting a ball at a ball boy or at a line judge is completely and totally unacceptable and needs to take responsibility for that is different than taking responsibility for winning. You see, Djokovic's nar narcissistic personality powers him to win and be what he is because he can just block out everything and just serve him, serve his own interest. This is not what, what Kyrgios is. He, he, he's, he's deep down, he is so scared and horrified that he he ends that he can't embrace su success. He can't embrace winning and putting himself on the line to get there. I think Kyrgios so he, needs a needs an appointment with Doctor Melfi. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Puba. Well, he does. Doctor Puba. Doctor Melfi could help him. I think yeah. the actual Doctor Melfi could help. Yeah, I think he needs that. Sure. Yeah. I, every, I think everyone could. I, I want an appointment <laughs> with Lorraine Bracco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen! <laughs> that was everything we had! <laughs> Karen! <laughs> How about Ray Liotta dying, by the way? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. James Khan. James Khan. Yeah. Yeah. The greats. Who was the other one? Paulie Walnuts. Paulie Walnuts. Yeah, oh, Paulie. That's it. Oh, uh, yeah. He sent around the whole thing, the high, his whole, his whole uh, hygiene issue with shoelaces. It's the fucking greatest <laughs> thing ever. They're all sitting down to eat dinner, and he's like, he, he's like, you can't touch your shoelaces. It's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. You ever go in a men's bathroom? <laughs> all the rebound. <laughs> you gotta watch it again, Paul. Yeah. I'm it's going through it right time. now. That's why I brought up Dr. Melfi. Yeah. Love it. I'm watching Sopranos again. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It's so good. It is good. Over and over it's and so over. Good. It is. It's this both. cigar is good. Yeah, we're coming in the last third here, boys. Still very the good. Foundation Cigar Company, Tabernacle. It's a, it's Maduro. a little bit like the Padron 90th, mm, right? Yeah. Three, right. Yeah. That's a wonderful comparison at the price point. It I mean, is. yeah. That's that's a major compliment for this cigar right now. Yeah, it's getting major high. compliment. Yeah, yeah. I've liked it. Yeah, high praise. I mean, can you? Uh, how different? How different this cigar is compared to a Cuban cigar? Yeah, it's wild. You know, it's like got like Nicaraguan DNA. It's heavy. It's a lot of. I don't know, I call it like deep espresso note, a little bit of raisin, but you know, it's 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 a it's a heavy smoke. Yeah, but it's so smooth. I, I can't get smooth, over how yeah. smooth this is for and, eleven bucks and very tasty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. E easy smoke as well. Great smoke output. Yeah. So guys, the Johnny Walker Double Black. I I think it was a great pairing tonight. You guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating on this thing? Yes, sir. All right, Bam Bam, you're up. You know, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Again, I love drinkability. That matters, and the price point's incredible. Strong eight. Eight for Pagoda. Senator. Yeah, I think I'm in the same camp. When you factor in the price point, if this was $60 a bottle, would I give this an eight? No, but at $36.40 a bottle, I think it's well worth it. It's an eight. I'm in the same place. Eight all day. Great, great, great. Yep, agree. All right. I don't need to do the math on that, boys. Composite Lizard score is an 8.0. Wow. I think that's a great. Wow. Yeah. Great price point, great great uh, re uh, rating for that. Val value value for money. Yeah. Um, and con you know it, it delivers like a nice 
I think in the winter, casual, winter, scotch, you know, casual, chill, wonderful. I'm definitely going to buy a bottle of this for my house. For yeah, sure. no, absolutely. It's yeah. a you know, group, a good group of friends hanging out, just chilling. Can I ask you a, a question? Bottle? Can yeah. I ask you a question? Yeah. As a guy, who, you drink a lot of Johnny Walker Black. Yeah. Why would you not, for a few bucks more, reach for this versus the regular? Why, no. why would you do that? I don't. I, don't. I, I reach for both, by the way. Okay. Uh, but what it is is the Johnny Black, before the Double Black came out, was just a go-to. And so it's like a familiar friend, right? Like you just go to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a classic, like the Shivers. Yeah. yeah. And I think and I'm definitely gonna buy a box of these cigars. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. And for eleven bucks, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good. And by the way, online, if you buy a box, uh, way cheaper. Yeah, I think oh, you yeah. could probably get a box of twenty-five of these for, I don't know, two twenty-five maybe. Less than that, even. 204. You know, I think both of the products today would serve well for a larger party that you're having. Yeah, if you need to put stuff out for folks, I, yeah. think, I totally agree. But would you give this cigar to a novice? I would. And honestly, you know, we throw cigar get-togethers here in town, large groups. And I usually go for the Glen, the Glenlivet, the 12-year. I'll probably serve this at the next one and probably give this cigar out. So I'll say, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the scotch, but I would not give this cigar to a novice. This is as full flavored a cigar. But I but think the smoothness, the smoothness really, I think, rounds but it But I think out. if you're also at a party and you're serving barbecue, you know. And we are. Hot Very dogs, hamburgers. Heavy foods. Ribs, what, heavy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Fatty stuff. I think the cigar, yeah. even for a an, an, uh, reasonably novice smoker, I think the cigar is going to do just fine. I think so, too. After a big, hearty meal. And the price. Yeah. That's what takes it over the edge for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. The, the price. Bucks? Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to get into tit for tat, but... I, 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 but you will. To me, this is a first... The, <laughs> I think the cigar is pretty full-flavored, and I'm not, I'm not sure... You know, I don't know how we're characterizing a novice, but um, this is a pretty... This is, to me... This is for somebody who book, can yeah. handle a cigar like this. I mean, yeah. this is not that's true. Yeah, it, that's it's fair. not okay. heavy handed, but I mean, because it has smooth, it's got a lot of flavor, it's but, but it's, it's full. I mean, this is a full cigar, but I think it's probably medium full strength. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't, it didn't give me this nicotine blast that is like so crazy, but yeah. it's in there. So, I mean, I don't think it would. I wouldn't give it, I'm kind of with Senator. I mm. wouldn't give it to a novice and expect them to be able to get all the way through it. Mm. Yeah. I, I just, but yeah, I that's think, just my opinion. I think with two inexperienced smoker, this will end very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> this will end with them hunched over. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, That'd be maybe. fun to see. They may, yeah, good, maybe that's what we're going for. Good smoke. Good smoke. I mean, good, good, good smoke. Yeah. Oh, great smoke. Yeah, oh, I just think it has to great. be for someone who at least, you know, regularly smokes cigars. You guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? All right, Rooster, you're up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very satisfied with this cigar. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I am right there with you. Eight. It's gonna be an easy night. An eight. All right. Pagoda. You know, this is a strong eight or nine. I've been debating between the two. Strong eight for me, otherwise, but because of the history, because of my relationship with my buddy, I'll give it a nine. Okay. All right. I'm, bam, give, bam. I'm giving it an eight, but I can see where it could be a nine because of the price. 
All right. The composite lizard score is an 8.2. That's insane. Oof, that's really high for this, but yeah. Wow. It is. I think this is an 82. I mean, yeah, I think it is. I, th- I think you can't have a preconceived notion because of the brand. I think, it, like we, like Rooster has said many times, you rate it for enjoyable. what it is. I, it really was enjoyable. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I think, think the thing I is, really liked it. at an 8.2, for someone who likes a full-bodied cigar, yeah. this is an 8.2. This is going to yeah. deliver for them. It, yeah. It's good. On a, on a budget. Yeah. On a budget. I think yep. the Liga 9 gave us a little bit more flavor. It did. It did. Yeah, it but did. listen, yeah, that, that's like a, a 17 to a 20. Yeah. 20 yeah. I think that the, half the price. Yeah. Half the price. Is, but know. the rating on the Liga, I think, was a bit higher. From the the, the yeah. Liga 9, we gave an 8.4. Right. It's right. a little bit higher. Yeah, just, just above. Yeah. Fair. Don't forget the Liga, though, was like, a you know, to use one of Senator's words, it was like chimney. Like, we couldn't see each other in here. <laughs> no, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. It was awesome. And you know what? It, it was awesome. This cigar is burning really slow. It if was. If you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the construction's been great. The ash has held on. I don't think anyone has had ash end up in their lap. It, it, it's well constructed, too. Yeah. Haven't really touched it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a bit of a um, closing thought. It's a. It's a not. It's a bit of a brute, you know. It's a, it's got a little bit of chutzpah to it. This cigar, I, th- I feel like it's it's got a little bit of attitude, but like in a good way. Yeah, in kind agree. of a, in kind of a good way. It's 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 a it's it, it says, hey, I'm here, you know. And uh, but you you got to remember also that Ning Malilo started this uh, whole company in 2015. Yeah, right? it's a young brand, and so it's a very young brand. Wow. And it's only going to develop further as time progresses. Yeah, it's chutzpah. it's got chutzpah, this thing, in a good way. I like that, chutzpah. It does. It's got kahunas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of, you know, oomph. Oomph. Yeah, in the, I like... In, the, in like a good like, oomph. Good I like, I like yeah. chutzpah. Better. I like kahunas. I'm going to use chutzpah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, we'll get Bam some cojones, and uh, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, boys, an 8.2 for the Foundation Cigar Company, Tabernacle, Robusto, and Maduro. An 8.0 for the Johnny Walker Double Black. Great night. Successful night. Yes, sir. All right, boys, we'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.